Hey, this is Fletch, and Homeschooling in Real Life is on the road in Nashville, Tennessee at the Teach Them Diligently Homeschool Convention. Join us for a very fun episode as we talk about the top 10 lessons we have learned from TV dads. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. To go. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. Hey, this is Fletch, and I'm going to welcome you to the 44th episode of Homeschooling in Real Life. This is one of our Homeschooling in Real Life to-go episodes, and it really is to-go because we are on the road. We are at the Teach Them Diligently Nashville Convention, and, you know, Kendra isn't even here with me. She's out speaking. She's been uh, giving four presentations today, and I know that when she walks in the door of this hotel room, she's going to collapse. Her voice is probably gone, and her mind is spent. So you get me today on this episode, and it's a very special edition what I'm doing on this episode is sharing with you some lessons that I've learned. Now, the reason it's fun is because I'm using television dads to share those lessons. Now, these are make-believe fathers, right? They exist in the world of television. And I guess I should say as a disclaimer, we're a TV family. And I know this is something that homeschoolers love to plant flags in. And, you know, we watch TV or we don't watch TV. You know what? I do not have a dog in this fight. We raised our kids initially when they were little with no television. And then as they became teenagers, we wanted to introduce them to the Olympics. We wanted to show them who Apollo Ono was. We wanted to show them who Michael Phelps was. And then we ended up wanting to show them what Grand Slam tennis looked like. And then I wanted to show them what the Super Bowl was like. And before we knew it, television was in our house. And it stayed because the Giants started winning the World Series over and over and over again. That's a little plug to our local team. So, you know, we became a television family and we found out that, you know, with the proper filters and with the proper choices, it was something we could balance in our family. Now, believe it or not, we're going to take it back out of our family again. Um, Again, not because of a balance issue and mostly because of a cost issue. We just can't believe how much it costs to have television sent to our house by, uh, by satellite. So, you know, we still have Netflix, we still have other forms of entertainment that come into our home, and we use it. We watch it with our kids. We sit down with them and we have the discussions about what the culture is doing with television and with movies and with music. And uh, that's something we've always done, something we'll always do. So, you know, that's not so much of a flag, it's just kind of who we are. And so on this episode, what I'm going to be talking about are lessons that I've learned from TV dads. Won't you stick with me? Homeschool moms, this is not a time to turn off the podcast. Actually, go get your husband, listen to this one together, and and then write in and let me know what you think. Um, Top 10 lessons we've heard from homeschool dads. This is going to be part one on this episode. In a few weeks, we're going to do part two. Stick with me.
Hi everyone, this is Felice Gerwitz from the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show. You're listening to Fletch and Kendra on the Homeschooling IRL Podcast. Hey, leave it to Fletch to find 10 life lessons from fake dads on TV. But what a fun discussion this is. When you are done listening to this episode, head over to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show for interviews from the creators of products and services specifically for homeschool families. I personally look at every product or service before showcasing them for you. Remember to listen to the ultimatehomeschoolradioshow.com for more great shows on this network. All right, so who is your favorite TV dad and why? My favorite TV dad is Andy Griffith on The Andy Griffith Show. I wanted Andy Griffith to be my dad when I was a little kid. I grew up without a dad, and I thought he was a hero. He was the sheriff. He was a single dad. He was so patient with Opie, but he was also a good disciplinarian, and I always wanted to just curl up in his lap and have him treat me like he treated Opie. So, who is your favorite TV dad and why? I would have to say Bill Cosby because he cared for his kids and uh, didn't seem like... He, they, they didn't portray him as a, as a stupid dad. Like, he was funny, but at the same time, he knew what he was doing behind the scenes. So, he, he wasn't, like, demeaning to parents. That's why I liked him a lot. So, who is your favorite TV dad and why? I would say Mike Brady because he would always come home and kiss his wife first thing. All right, I hope you liked uh, that last little bit. That was a few homeschool dads and moms that I met on the floor of the convention at Teach Them Diligently, and I just asked them the simple question, did you have a favorite television dad that you watched growing up, and and why did you like him? Um, So Here's what we're going to do. I have 10 that I've chosen, and I I wrote this again as a blog post several years ago, and I really liked kind of how it came together because it was fun, it was light, but it was also, you know, there was some some aspects of seriousness to it and some things to learn, and I kind of pushed the characters a little bit to get what it was I wanted to say, but what we're going to do is we'll take five tonight. And then we'll take five in a few weeks. We'll do the same thing all over again. Um, now, I was a child of the 70s and the 80s. So you can, you'll can you see that in my choices. You know, my, my choices are not dads from right now on television. But um, I was raised in the 70s and 80s. I had a healthy dose of uh, Saturday morning cartoons and sitcoms. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play an introductory clip from every dad and uh, then talk about them and what it was we learned. So here goes our first clip. Listen. Baseball is a great game, but it's just one part of life. There are other things important, too. Come on. Education's important. Listening to people like the coach. Get up. Strike a balance of some kind. I thought you'd be happy if I gave up baseball. No, no. Listen. Make it one part of your life for now. Greg, not everybody can be a Don Drysdale. All right, that's a pretty easy one. I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys all know that's like the best TV dad I can think of. That's that's Mike Brady from the Brady Bunch. Um, you know what it is I liked about Mike Brady and the lesson that I learned was that he was always looking for teaching opportunities. And 
nobody did this better than Mr. Brady. It didn't matter if there was a disagreement amongst siblings. It didn't matter if there was a problem with bullies or if the kids got lost in the Grand Canyon or there was problems in Hawaii. Um, Mr. Brady turned every situation into a teaching opportunity. And here's the lesson that I think we can learn here, is that in the middle of day-to-day parenting, we need to look for those opportunities to teach lessons to our kids in the moment. Uh, As dads, you know, as Christian men in the world, um, we know, I I know this absolutely, that God's word is sufficient, right? I mean, we know that. Um, But taking God's word and then applying it in the moment to a very real situation Uh, that's where you take the word of God and you rivet it to the souls of your kids. And I'm going to tell you one thing, that doesn't happen unless you know God's word yourself. And secondly, unless you're paying attention to what's happening in the life of your family, you won't be able to do that. So, you know, you need to be engaged. And when you are engaged, it's you're engaged in the word of God and you're engaged with your family. And then when you see those situations, boom, you can apply God's word in the moment. And it's a very real application at that point. Your kids see it, they get it, you've explained it. And uh, so my encouragement, guys, is, hey, be like Mike Brady and let's be uh, teaching in the moment. All right. Our second television dad that we can learn a lesson from uh, comes from this guy. There's nothing to worry about. My house is all finished except for a cupboard and a few shelves. Now hurry about those. All right, so I work at O'Neill's for six hours. I work six hours at Hanson's. That's 12 hours. That gives me plenty of time for the plowing and the rest of the chores. With going and coming and eating your lunch, it's more like 15 hours. Farm work on top of that, you won't have any time to rest. It's only for three weeks. It's a long time to walk in your sleep. I can do it. believe you can. Hopefully you know who that last actor was. That was Charles Ingalls, Mr. Ingalls from Little House on the Prairie. And you know, the lesson that Charles Ingalls taught me, or the, the lesson I see from him, is the lesson of working hard. And you know, the, let's just start with what this show was about. This show was called Little House on the Prairie. And it's a, about a family who's building a little house on a prairie. And that's what the show is all about. And I know, you know, as you look at that, that might be a cute little picture. And and sure enough, the television show from the 70s and the 80s um, was very cute and very fun. Uh, But what, what we have there, what the idea was, is that Charles moves out west and he has a blank piece of land and he's going to be building a home, a homestead for his entire family. And he's going to have to deal with um, Indians. He's going to have to deal with uh, wild animals. He's going to have to deal with the terrain and with weather. And you know what? In his life, he didn't have a job like we do. He didn't start at, you know, middle of the morning and finish, you know, at 5 p.m. at the middle of the, at the end of the day. Um, This guy, at least the character of Charles Ingalls, knew how to put in time you know, until after sunset. And he knew how to get a job done. And I know we'd see a lot of episodes where Charles and Carolyn would be, you know, wrapping up the day by lying in bed with each other. And he was sore and he was achy and he was tired. Well, what's the lesson we have here? You know what? 
I totally understand the situation because we are not taming the wild frontier anymore. That's not what we're doing. And as men, we rarely even build our own homes. So let's find other examples where we can teach our children to work hard. Um, maybe it's your, your employment. You know, we had a, a father on a few weeks ago who um, runs a dry cleaning business. Maybe it's taking your kids to work and showing them how you work hard. Um, maybe it's service to your community, you know, with a service club like Rotary or Lions or, or something like that. Or maybe it's service right down at your local church. Um, you know, my great example that I use with my family is just doing chores around the house. And on every Saturday, I just kind of work out a chore list and we, we talk about what we're going to accomplish in that day and we work hard. You know, a few years ago, um, we were going to plant um, about 20 10-gallon plants in the backyard. That was a lot of plants we were doing and it, it involved a lot of digging and involved a lot of, you know, getting that soil ready for this new plant. And it took a couple hours and we were out, you know, we live in California, so it was pretty hot out in the Central Valley. And I chose to work with my 11-year-old and 13-year-old daughters at the time. Um, And what I was doing was planting plants, right? No, that wasn't what I was doing. I was showing them what hard work looks like. I was showing them what it looks like to bend down, get down in the dirt, dig with your hands, make a hole, put the plant in and, and water it and watch the fruit of that labor. So, you know, Charles Ingalls, he taught that on television in his character. What did it look like to work hard? And we need to find those opportunities now. We need to, you know, carve them out. Some of us have jobs that naturally we work hard. Um, and your kids see that. And some of us work in jobs that are mentally hard. But what I'm talking about here is just the idea of not shying away from hard work, but showing your kids to value it, showing them what it looks like, and then showing them how to actually do it. Sitting here now with you and the kids in our cozy home in this beautiful free country, it just makes me feel that I'm really a lucky guy. So for my third example, we're going to go into the world of cartoons. Um, You know, my favorite yellow-faced guy, Homer Simpson. Uh, Homer Simpson is a goofy dad on TV from The Simpsons. And people I find either love or hate The Simpsons, just bear with me on this one. Um, You know what Homer Simpson teaches us as fathers is to take time for yourself. And if you've ever watched this cartoon, it's dopey. And you can regularly find Homer um, escaping down to Moe's Tavern. And he meets with the guys and he drinks a cold beer. And I'm not at all advocating life in a bar or escaping from your family. Uh, But both dads and moms, and I know if Kendra was on this podcast and if she's listening to it, she'll, she'll probably chime in and say, we need to remember that it's okay to take time away for yourself to recharge and to grow personally um, or just to take a break. I mean, homeschooling, family life, parenting, marriage, hello, marriage is hard. And we need to realize that it's okay to take a break now and then and to recharge. Here's the lesson. Um, I realize I just advocated in the second point for working hard. Um, but let's remember to show that balance that we're always talking about on homeschooling in real life. Um, Homeschooling moms, you can work yourself to the bone and never take a break and your marriage will tank and your, 
your parenting and your homeschooling will tank because you didn't take time to recharge. Um, I can remember a time when Kendra just seemed to be just buried in the middle of homeschooling. And, you know, at the time we had these three big teenage boys and then we had these three preteen girls and I was at work all day long and Kendra would tell you this, that, you know, she stays home with eight kids every day. I go to work and I have eight grown women, adults, who help me accomplish my job. She has eight people that undoes everything she does every day. Um, And I realized we both worked hard at our own tasks and asking for time alone from each other always brought guilt. We were, you know, I, I need some time to myself. That just sounds so guilty from a guy that worked all day with eight women helping him accomplish his job and making me look really good. Um, and the same verse, like, you know, I know I'm a homeschool mom and I was home with the kids and they're my kids. And I don't really, she just wouldn't ask for time alone. You know, the thing is we both recognized, um, the power of alone time and how it actually helped to replenish our strength and to continue being a homeschool mom and to being a busy working dad and to loving our kids and really to loving one another. Um, so I don't know what it is for you, dads or moms, but let me just poke on the dads here. Um, is it golf? Is it reading? Is it fishing? Is it something else? Um, do you need permission for alone time? Uh, if so, your permission has been granted. And moms, do you need alone time? Well, if Kendra was here, she would tell you your permission is granted. You need to find that time to reboot and to rejuvenate yourself so that you can become a better mom and you can become a better wife and you can become a better husband and you can become a better dad. And we just need to encourage one another to do that. Now, it's balance, right? Because I know there are people out there that they take so many breaks, they don't get anything done. That's why we started with hard work. It was just to remind us that we're teaching um, our kids and, and we're demonstrating what it means to work hard. So Homer Simpson, well done, man, showing us how, what it looks like to take time for ourselves. Hey, before we move on to our fourth example, let's take another quick break and hear from some more people on the convention floor as to who their favorite TV dad was. All right, so who's your favorite TV dad and why? So one of my favorite TV dads is Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazzard. Uh, Bo and Luke Duke is his, are his sons, and whatever they do on the CB, it's always lost sheep to shepherd. He's the shepherd, and those kids, they're lost sheep. They need a direction from their shepherd, their dad, Uncle Jesse. All right, so who is your favorite television dad and why? I would say Andy Griffith, because even though he always kind of was sneaky behind the scenes, he was always looking to put somebody else in a good light. And he never got upset. You could always see his mind thinking rather than reacting. My favorite TV dad is Hal from Malcolm in the Middle because he loves his wife despite everything she does. I would have to say the dad from 7th Heaven because he was rearing his family, you know, Christian-based, and he was really patient and he sat down with his kids when there was something that they needed to discuss and talk about. He was a great example. All right, and we're back. Um, We've gone through three of these TV dads so far. Mr. Brady uh, teaching us um, what it looks like to look for teaching opportunities. Uh, We have Charles Ingalls from Little House on the Prairie who's uh, showed us what it looked like to work hard. Uh, The third lesson was Homer Simpson showing us what it looks like to take time for yourself. And the fourth one is right here. (laughs) 
dear. Uh, Beaver's in the den. He'd like to talk to you about something. Oh, well, honey, I'm doing the dishes. Couldn't you find out what it is? Oh, he insists on talking to you. Well, all right, come on, here. You finish these. Watch out, that water's hot. Now, June, I've done hundreds of dishes since we were married. All right, dear. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right, hopefully you recognize that dad. That's the Beaver's dad. That's Ward Cleaver. And you know what Ward showed me uh, on almost every episode? He was a model of servant leadership. Now, we know Ward was a businessman. What business? I don't know. I don't even know what he did. Um, But I'm pretty sure he worked hard all day at a desk. And I'm pretty sure because he wore a suit. And I know in a few episodes he had a secretary. Uh, And it must have been very important. Um, But when Ward got home, he did the same thing. You know, he'd come in the door, he'd go over there, and he'd go into his his den where his desk was, and he'd check his mail, and then he'd kiss his wife, June, and he'd sit down uh, to dinner. And uh, before he plopped down after dinner in their perfect living room, (laughs) I remember uh, there were several episodes where Ward would send the boys upstairs and tell them to get their homework done and get ready for bed. And then he would help June clean the dishes. I think you, you remember seeing this. There's an image of him, you know, just often just cleaning dishes and talking to June and they were talking about the day and, you know, she would probably say, you know, I'm just worried about the beaver and there was something she'd be concerned about. Um, But he showed his boys how to lead by serving the family in a very real and practical way. All right, so what's the lesson here? All right, right off the bat, my advice to Ward Cleaver uh, would be this recommendation. Take it a step further. Have your wife go sit down. Let her rejuvenate. Let her rest and uh, recoup from what she has been doing all day or prepping for dinner or, or whatever it is she needs to do. And, and why don't you serve and thank her by cleaning the dishes alone? Or grab your kids, and and do those dishes together. Um, I'm, I'm just throwing down some practical ideas. I'm not getting into, like, this is what you should do to be the perfect dad and the perfect mom. Um, but I think the lesson here is pretty straightforward. Um, what Ward Cleaver was doing is what we see in Scripture that Christ does. He was modeling Christ. And I, and I don't even think it's that big of a stretch. I mean, I'm looking at his behavior, and I'm seeing something similar to what I see in Jesus. Um, he was showing them how to lead as a dad by serving others. And I think that's exactly what we should be doing with our kids. The best leader is a servant leader, one who serves the people he leads. Um, and so, you know, I think for dads, this is such a crucial thing we can do because um, it just, you know, at the worst part of our day, when we come in and we're exhausted, to pick up the slack and say, let me help or let me do this is better, uh, is a great example of servant leadership. And, you know, as goofy as this show was and as campy as it was and as simplistic as the stories were back in the 50s uh, in the Cleaver house, Ward Cleaver clean-cut, suit-wearing businessman was so quick to pick up a towel and serve his family. And I just can't think of a better example in television land than Ward Cleaver. All right, on to our fifth example and probably one of my favorite TV dads out there. Um, Let's see if you can figure this one out. 
Well, now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the vision hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones and mighty fine for skipping stones. Well, that's pretty easy, right? That that song is so familiar because it came at the beginning of every show. That was Sheriff Andy Taylor uh, and and what he taught us on the Andy Griffith show was how to relax with your kids. Um, you know, at the beginning of every show, when you heard that song, what did you see on the screen? You saw Sheriff Andy and Opie walking along a dusty trail on their way down to the local fishing hole. Now, I apologize ahead of time because many of you are going to be whistling that theme song all day now that I've played it. Um, I'm not actually sure if the two of them actually fished, um, but that image was powerful, wasn't it? It's an image of a dad and a son with fishing poles on their shoulder. I mean, that says something to me as a young man watching it, and it says something to me now as a father as I watch that. Um, they were going to relax and spend time together. He's a sheriff. He wasn't wearing his sheriff clothing, and his little boy was there running ahead, skipping the rocks. He was so excited to go out and fish. Well, what's our lesson here? I think the lesson is plain and simple. Learn how to relax with your kids. A lot of dads and moms don't know how to do this. You know, in our in our family, um, Kendra has been self-professional to say she loves to work. She loves to finish a project. And for us to actually say, we're done on a Saturday, we're done with our chores, now we're going to have some fun. Now we're going to relax. Um, that takes some effort and some time. And that takes mutual encouragement by both Kendra and me. I don't know what it's like in your family. Uh, but in our family, I can tell you this. Our kids have learned a majority of their swimming and pool games from me. Because I'm in the pool with them, teaching them how to play jump or dive or teaching them how to play Marco Polo. Um, They've also developed a love for going to the beach from their mom. They've learned how to surf from us. They know how to just get a perfect summer tan uh, just from me, how to relax out in the sun and, and just enjoy summertime. Um, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that really is the lesson here that we learn from, from just that quick little image on the beginning of the Andy Griffith show. Show your kids how to relax. Show them how to have fun. How? By doing it with them. And I don't whatever it is for you, whether it's bowling or whether it's fishing or whether it's uh, biking or exercising or cooking or whatever it is, you know, archery, hunting, fishing, the list goes on and on. But you need to show them how to relax. You need to show them that, hey, this this is off time. Um, and so I think as we look through uh, these five lessons we've learned, you, you can see they actually kind of work around and build each other. You know, you have Mike Brady, who's teaching us how to look for teaching opportunities. Um, Charles Ingalls is, you know, how to work hard and how to sweat and, you know, and, and accomplish something in, in the, in work. Um, Homer Simpson's teaching us how to take time for ourselves. So we're, we're always more energetic and we're always better at being a dad and a, a father and a mom and a, a, a wife. Um, you have Ward Cleaver, who's modeling servant leadership and showing us what it looks like to lead by serving. And then you have Andy Taylor, who shows us how 
to relax with our kids. Hey, that's our five for this episode. Um, we'll be back in a couple weeks um, where I'll talk about the next five and maybe Kendra will chime in on the next episode. So that's our top five TV dads and what they teach us. Hey, before I close up the show, you are never going to believe who just walked in to the makeshift Gaylord Opryland homeschooling in real life studio hotel room. That's right. It's Kendra. Kendra, welcome to the studio. Thanks. Hey, I just wanted to step in here and and encourage everybody because I know the TV dads thing, that to some homeschoolers is anathema. (laughs) You know, the whole idea of even watching TV can be um, so looked down upon in homeschool circles. And you know, there's a lot of junk on TV, but here's the thing. My mom was raised in a home that had just a lot of strife and a lot of heartbreak and she was born in the or raised in the 50s um, and for her some of those old-timey 1950s tv shows were like a beacon of light you know they to her she would say there was an example of a happy family or a happy couple you know a marriage where the man and wife actually loved each other and it gave her hope that there was possibility of that so what Fletch has been sharing about these tv dads you know what? Take those examples, laugh about them, and and think about how those could really be a bright spot for you. Hey, before you go, why don't you tell our audience what we're going to be talking about next week? Yeah, well, we've been sort of referring to our story and teasing you all with it for a lot of episodes, and we are finally going to sit down and tell you our story of how God really overhauled our family and shifted our hope right back to Him. We're calling next week's episode, Losing Our Religion. Yeah, that's right. Kind of a funny term for our story, but we know right off the bat we're going to have a soundtrack that we can use behind it. So that's what we're going to do. So won't you join us next week? But in the meantime, while we're flying back from Nashville, would you swing by iTunes, leave a review, uh, or subscribe to our show right through iTunes? Um, Visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl or tweet to us at Homeschool IRL. And as we finish out this show, what I'm going to do is just play the remainder of answers that I got from the question, who is your favorite television dad? Hopefully you'll find some that you recognize or maybe some that you even agree with. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Take down your fishing pole and meet me at the vision hole. We may not get a bite all day all right so the question is who is your favorite television dad and why my favorite television dad is fred flintstone because he's short he's got black hair and he's really loud and he's just like my dad the dad from full house because he connected so well with his kids in a single parent role uh gotta go with walter white because uh sacrificed everything for his family and made a lot of money My favorite TV dad is Crosby from Parenthood because I think he's the realest of the real and he has great character growth. All right, so who is your favorite TV dad and why? Bill Cosby. Um, Because I think he was just true and he used a lot of humor with his kids, which I think is important. And um, he was kind of one of the first TV dads that I remember doing that, just being really true and using real humor, which I think really was what I saw a lot in my life. Okay, so here's the question. Who is your favorite TV dad and why? 
Bill Cosby because he is so goofy with his kids and always makes them laugh and also can talk to them about how he can't wait until they get out of the house, but they know that he still loves them very much. It would have to be Bill Cosby from The Cosby Show because it was just a fun family dynamic and they got along. Uh, it would probably have to be Eddard Stark uh, because winter is coming. Okay, so I don't know what that means. Everyone else will. Don't worry okay. about that. Okay. Well, what is your reason? Winter is coming. <laughs> that's a great reason. That's, that's their motto. And meet me at the fishing hole. I can't think of a better way to pass the time of day. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Every show is written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information on this podcast or to contact your hosts, please visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com.